alive, but there we're alive. We're alive. <laughs> Good morning, Jess. Good morning, Allison. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and if you're just tuning in live, Allison and I have now said good morning to each other like four times. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is how we do. <laughs> okay, we have a viewer. We, we have, have one person. Yes. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the, the Jess and Allison show with no name, where we so go live every Friday. And you Every can Friday. find us on YouTube and podcasts and all the places. <laughs> all the places. Happy Friday, Dana. Hello, Facebook user. Hi, Tiffany. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, Allison. <laughs> so, Jess. What's going on with you? How was your week? <laughs> What's on your mind? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So my Instagram, I gave Allison a little heads up about what we were going to talk about today. And if this is not a topic that you don't want to hear about, then that's okay. Just come back again next week. <laughs> so I shared on my Instagram a picture of, well, okay, you know, I have chickens, right? And mm -hmm. we have like a, a predator problem as does everyone with chickens and whatever. But mm -hmm. so there's chickens are like, it's like National Geographic around here. Okay. There's always things going on with the chickens. And we've had these chick this group of chickens, this flock, if you will, for, I don't know, like three months. And we've been waiting for the eggs to start. But we've lost a lot of chickens in the meantime because of hawks and mostly hawks. Those are our number one predator. Oh. Now they're like, the, the chickens are fully enclosed. I built all these enclosures. Like they can't, nothing can get in, nothing can get out, except sometimes something still happens. I don't, they like really just... <laughs> want to fly out and hawks want to fly in that that's actually not relevant to what I was going to talk about <laughs> if you're wondering hawks are the worst predator for chickens in my personal opinion um anyway we finally finally started getting eggs and when chickens start laying eggs they're really small so here's like a little I'm in my kitchen right now you probably can't it. I don't know what to compare this to but it's a little it's a little egg little little egg uh, and we have this one breed of chickens that lays blue and green eggs. And Ooh. for the first time ever, we are getting green eggs, which are beautiful. They're beautiful. Right? So here's another one. This, so we have, they're actually like slightly different shades. Can't really oh, tell wow. So I did um, an Instagram story and when we got the first green egg, because we were so, so, so excited and it prompted a million questions about <laughs> how do chickens lay green eggs? Yes. <laughs> so I'm happy to answer all of your chicken egg <laughs> questions because there's a lot of misinformation or misconceptions or just I don't believe me, before I had chickens, I had no idea like where a, an egg actually came from. Easter eggers, yes. Um, <laughs> so if you have questions, pop them into the comments and I'm happy to go through, you know, all of the fun chicken stuff. <laughs> I'm so fascinated by eggs. Like the, I feel like I'm so just like I don't know anything about how any like how the eggs like sometimes become chicks whereas they're not like I get all confused about that stuff 
Well, good. And so Allison, let's talk through it. When What's I was you- younger, I really did think that I was like, like eating eggs was like, it would have been a chick and it like felt really like there was something bad going on. So it's always been confusing. It is. Well, it is really confusing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So that is a good question. Is every egg going to turn into a chick? Allison, do you want to take a stab at that one? <laughs> I don't know the answer to this. I've been a teacher all week. Let me be a student. Okay. (laughs) So the answer is no (laughs) or yes. I mean, it depends, right? Depends on the circumstances. So you need to have a root. So, okay. An egg is basically ovulation. It's the hen, which is the female chick is ovulating an egg every single day. I mean, there is all that is a lot, right? That's a lot of ovulation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. You don't need a rooster whatsoever. So if you have a backyard chicken set up and you just have like two hens, you're going to get an egg. It's like once every 25 hours. So pretty much an egg a day, assuming that the weather's like the temperature is good. And they also are kind of, um, if there's, there has to be like the right amount of light. So in the wintertime, you get less eggs than in the summertime, unless you add supplemental heat and light, which we do sometimes. It kind of depends on the winter and how far we have to run an electrical cord, uh, depending on where our chickens are. (laughs) But you will get an egg every day, regardless of whether you have a rooster. Now, if you have a rooster, you will have fertilized eggs. But what the hens do, so they lay one egg a day. And if they're starting to get broody, which means they want to actually hatch their eggs, they start collecting all of the eggs into one nesting box. And I honestly don't really know how they do this because we have three nesting boxes that are like separate, but they seem to be able to get all of the eggs into one nesting box. And then over time, when they feel like they have enough eggs, they sit on them and the heat is what activates the growth of the chick. So... It has to be like they sit on them for like 23 hours and 59 minutes a day. They get up once to like, you know, when they feel like it's safe to get water and food, uh, usually in the middle of the night. So it's really it's heat activation is what causes the growth of the development of the chick. And so, you know, by them sitting on it, that those are eggs that have been fertilized and they're planning to hatch. Well, we try and not let our chickens sit on them because... It's a, they become very aggressive. Oh. <laughs> they aggressively protect their eggs, right? I mean, so we yeah. try, we take them off. We don't want actually to have chicks. Yeah. Well, maybe we do. I don't know. We've never done that. Um, there's a, a low survival rate from what I've heard from my other chicken raising friends when you let your Aww. chickens go broody and raise their own chicks. Yeah, I mean, because the other chickens can attack them and, let, you oh, know. Wow. <laughs> This is, this is some, this is some, yeah, interesting. So uh, they don't need to have a male at all. Well, no. So Dana, they there has to be a rooster in order to have chicks because the rooster needs to fertilize the eggs. So they have chicken sex, which looks not pleasant. <laughs> in case you're wondering, um, I've heard about this. Oh yeah, it's like brutal looking. Um, And then apparently, so the way that it works is that the rooster deposits a sack of sperm that can then fertilize eggs for the next 30 days inside the hen. So you have to have a rooster to have fertile eggs, 
but you do not need a rooster to have eggs, period. Does that make sense? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have a rooster? You do have a rooster. Okay. So here's the funny thing. You usually buy, like, when you get chicks, you buy all, like, what's called a straight run. Like, all, I think the straight run is, the straight run might be just whatever you get, whatever you get. Or you buy, like, just hens. Or or I don't know why you would buy just roosters. But um, I've never actually seen that. So you buy just hens. But, like, inevitably, there is a rooster in there. Like, there's, we have never purchased just hens and not had a rooster. So, of <laughs> course, with this batch that we got, um, and we got them from friends and my girlfriend was like, I really don't think you have a rooster. I'm pretty sure there's no rooster in there. And then you hear the roosters actually, when they turn teenagers and they start like crowing, it's like, oh, it sounds like their voice is changing. Right. So it's not, so you hear this noise and you're like, oh my gosh, we have a teenage male <laughs> again. <laughs> Just imagining you you and your teenage male rooster. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, that sounds like a teenage male chicken. <laughs> so yes, we do have a rooster. Um, because you just never don't have a rooster. And uh and I actually love the sound of the crowing. I know not everyone does, but it's I I enjoy it. I kind of um, enjoy it too. It's, we actually have our chickens right now closer to our neighbor's house than to our house. So I'm not sure if they're enjoying it, but they haven't said anything. So <laughs> I've never thought about like uh, young roosters um, crowing, cracking though. I've never really oh, yeah, thought about that before. Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> and Margie, I like to think that the rooster protects the hens, but maybe. <laughs> not all of them. <laughs> As far as I can tell, whenever a predator comes, the rooster does nothing different from the rest of the hens. They all run around like crazy. They go the exact opposite direction that they need to go. Like they have a safe spot, right? They can go into their coop. Nothing really can get in there very easily. What do they do? They scatter. They go everywhere but into their safe spot. They they just fly around like crazy, create all sorts of commotion, and, you know, somebody loses every time. So. I feel like there's an illustration in there. oh my gosh and then they're impossible to catch so my poor parents were here one day um taking care of our chickens and dogs while we were out of town and my dad was like you know doesn't have experience with chickens and they were all out and he was trying to catch them and as soon as you think you're going to get one they just fly away and (laughs) apparently there was a fox sitting like right in the woods and my dad was like lunging for the chicken and at the same time the fox like came out and got the chicken and it was not not a pleasant experience (laughs) oh he was right there oh that is so unpleasant (laughs) to be right there in that scenario so here's the other thing is that chickens lay all different color eggs right so yeah so let's talk about that because let's talk about that yeah so who does anyone have questions about the different color eggs the the inside of both the eggs god this is annoying this is the opposite the inside of both of the eggs looks exactly the same the only thing that's different is the color of the shell so just like our skin right like we all are different slightly different shades of skin tone and this is like the same idea um there is like some correlation between the feather color of the chickens and the egg color but it's not 
100% across the board, right? So lighter, like white chickens tend to have white eggs. And then the black chickens have the green eggs. Brown chickens have brown eggs. But there are some exceptions to the rule. So Mm -hmm. Heather, you have 25 chickens. So you know all about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And if you want to see really cool... Um, like her, like flocks of chickens. So I'm, I'm looking at Juliana's comment here. Uh, the heritage breeds and everything. There are Instagram accounts of farmers that have the most beautiful flocks and they get like every color of the rainbow egg. Well, you know, white, brown, green, and blue. And it's so, so, so cool to see. So a chicken flock. That is yeah. a lot of chickens. <laughs> it is more than how, one. <laughs> how does one herd a chicken flock? <laughs> well, you just kind of, so you can either free range them where they just are able to go anywhere or you put them into a chicken run or like a chicken coop. Okay. I have a question about the free range stuff. Is that what okay. you do? You do free range? No, no. We do how- like, okay. So free range is kind of like when you see the term free range, usually mm-hmm. it's total BS, right? Um, you can free range, but if you let your chickens free range all the time, they're just going to get, again, you have like a lot of predator pressure, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I've decided that when it comes to a chicken, it's happy, short life or less happy, longer life. (laughs) So how long is their life? What's a short life? I mean, it depends on when the predators come, right? But okay, so a chicken could live for up to 20 years or maybe even 25 years. I've never heard of a chicken that old though, because they, you know, we, number one, okay. This is going to be, if we're going to talk about chickens and factory farming, we can totally go there. (laughs) We (laughs) We can do it. (laughs) We can do it. Okay. Commercially, does anybody know how long chickens that we purchase at the store, how old they are, how long are they allowed to live for? So now keep in mind, a chicken could live for like 20 plus years, right? But Allison, how old do you think a chicken is that you buy at the store? Mm, I've never really considered that before. I don't know. It's pretty horrifying. They're like eight weeks old. What? Yeah. They're fed like this. Which, which, which things at the store? Like the, if you buy a chicken, like a chicken like breast a whole, or, or a whole like chicken, any chicken breast, any like chicken. Yes. That seems big. They're, yeah. they're that size at eight. At Cause the- so they're, yeah. Because what they do is they feed them this super high protein diet so that they like get like they bulk up really, really quickly because they want their breast meat to develop as fast as possible. And actually they become so breast heavy that oftentimes they can't stand up after a certain number of weeks because they're on this super high protein diet. So then they are. And also if you want tender meat, you don't want your animals to move very much. So the more time they have to move around, the less tender the meat is. So chickens are slaughtered like very, very young commercially. Oh my gosh. Yep. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Crazy. And then with the free range thing, so according to the USDA regulations, in order to be labeled free range on a box of egg, carton of eggs, the chickens just need to have access to the outdoors. So typically that means that there's like this little door that's open and they can go outside if they want to, but most of them don't go outside because, well, first of all, there's like thousands of chickens in a commercial chicken facility. 
And they're, I mean, by the time they're old enough to like, well, I guess if they're egg layers, they keep them for longer, but they just, they don't really go outside. Um, it's just that they have access to the outdoors. So the access could be like a four inch hole. Um, I'm sorry, Dana. <laughs> Disclaimer, like if you want to just continue mm. like, you know, blissfully eating your chicken, don't listen to the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard stuff about like the eggs and then being in like crates essentially, but I didn't know that about being slaughtered so young. Oh yeah. And then the other disturbing thing about eggs that you buy at the grocery store, and I'm not, don't quote me on this one because I haven't looked at the most recent, this is like maybe a decade old when I found this out, is that eggs can be kept in warehouses for like up to 11 months. So like they could be really, really old by the time you purchase them. But here's the thing. If you like the good, let's talk about the good news about. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Now that you know what's going on in chicken farming and chicken industry, find a farmer locally that raises chickens, mm -hmm. go to the farm, bring your kids, the chicken, the, I mean, the farmers are incredibly awesome. They would love to show you like the flock and their setup. And they would love to show the kids the farm. And then you can purchase your chicken from the farmer directly and purchase your eggs from the farmer. Then you are supporting local community. You're supporting a family nearby and you have the opportunity to be have an amazing experience purchasing local food. Uh, and it's much higher quality because oftentimes they actually are pastured. So they're out, you know, frolicking around. They taste um, totally different. They taste totally different. I actually, the first time I had a farm raised chicken, I thought it was bad because like chicken from the grocery store didn't, doesn't really smell. It mm -hmm. smells like nothing, right? It's just like, but when you get it, there's actually like a poultry smell, like there's a smell to fresh chicken that I had never smelled before in my life. And I was like, oh, this is bad. It has an odor. Like <laughs> that is what it's supposed to smell like. But I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Yep. That's cool. I've thought about, I've thought about chickens, like, like thinking about doing chickens, but I'm just like one thing at a time. <laughs> one thing at a time. <laughs> I mean, like. I, I'm pretty pro raising chickens. I, don't, I think, obviously, I mean, we do it. The The hardest part is losing chickens to predators. But yeah, in terms of like easiness, like it, they're very, very easy until they die and you have to do something with that. But um, I mean, because you have like an automatic feeder, an automatic waterer. You don't have, they don't require a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And so they're, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty low maintenance. They're very cool. Yes. And you get much oranger yolks, which is good. Oh too. yeah, totally. <laughs> what's your, what's your setup? Do you have like a, a gated area then for them? Like how do you protect from the predators? Okay. So right now, so we have a coop, right? Mm -hmm. And they're actually in, I have them in my garden. I have a huge garden that has fencing all around it, seven foot high fencing around it. And in my garden, I have trellises that are like uh, U-shaped, right? So it's like a walkway of trellises because when I garden, which wasn't this summer, but every other summer, um, I do a lot of vertical gardening. So I grow things up as much as I possibly can instead of letting it sprawl on the ground. So I took, and those tunnels are long that I have the trellises over. Um, probably, I don't know, they're like, I don't know, 60 feet long. I mean, they're very long. So I actually, the chickens can get through the um, 
through the mesh wire. So I actually got bird netting and put it over all of my trellises. So I gave them the super, super long run. So now they can. That's you know. so cool. Yeah. That sounds beautiful too. I want to see your garden. Well, one day, <laughs> live from the garden. One of these days. <laughs> but now the chickens are fertilizing the ground also because they have very high nitrogen content in their poop. So it's good fertilizer. Uh, once it composts over the winter, I'll have great fertile soil. So it's like a nice loop. That's so cool. Yeah, Juliana, minor cattle panels also. So there's like we use cattle panels for our arches. Um, where is a chicken farmer in Nassau County? Amy, there's gotta be one. I mean, I know it, it feels like Long Island is all houses, but there's <laughs> definitely some farms somewhere there. I think you could, we like, we'll have to Google this. Yeah. And Juliana, I know you can't have them in Albany, which I think is ridiculous. Wait, want, there's places that you can't have them. Yeah. There's some like towns regulate chickens like you just can't have backyard chickens, which is mm. absurd. Okay. I mean, I can mm. understand not having a rooster, but there is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be able to raise your own chickens in your backyard. They're not messy. I mean, they poop, but like so do dogs and cats and all of the other animals out there. And they're not that noisy. They're no noisier than your neighbor's barking dog. It's absurd mm -hmm. that you can't have chickens. That is crazy. Want to know my feelings on it? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us. <laughs> you could have up to three in Baltimore City. Yeah, and you can't have any in Albany. The thing is, like, the way that we do the chickens is we move them around to fresh grass all the time, right? So they'll be in this, like, run until they've eaten all of the grass, and then we'll move them to a new fresh spot. So even though they're not free ranging, they're having access to fresh grass all the time. Like, every couple of weeks we move them. Um, and there's no reason why you can't do that in your backyard. I mean, most of the backyard chicken setups are set up like that, that they like, you move them around. So. That's cool. I kind of want to get chickens now. <laughs> <laughs> you totally should start Instagramming these chicken. Accounts. <laughs> Somebody recommended one up here. Um, I lost it now. But. Oh, Happy Chicken Coop site on Instagram. My friend manages the... Okay, so go find Happy Chicken Coop site on Instagram and follow okay. them. Give them a like. <laughs> I will do that. Oh, so that's what's going on. We have green eggs. We're super excited. Now, nobody wants to eat them because they're so pretty. <laughs> right. They yeah, are so eggs. pretty. They're so pretty. I know. So oh, Cool. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. exciting. Allison, that's what's going on in your world? Oh, let's see. Well, <laughs> I'm learning that I have a lot to learn. <laughs> As this is like, this is the story of my life. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> so as many of you know, um, I, I'm a, a life coach, a mindset coach, feelings coach, all of the above. And so I feel like, <clears throat> When it comes to adults, I can like totally like spot like what's going on. How do we shift this? How do we evolve this? And then there's kids. <laughs> and it's a little different. 
because, <laughs> because they don't have the full access to the fully formed brain and the desire to take any of that personal responsibility. So <laughs> this, is, this is what I knew was going to happen too. I was like, <clears throat> I'm going to start homeschooling and this is going to be like my fast track to my own personal growth. And I knew <laughs> this was part of it. I, I knew it. So I was like this week, I was like, yep, here it is. <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, I, I have wonderful. My kids are awesome. Honestly, they're like super, super cool kids. They're just, you know, they're kids and they're they kids. have opinions. They have opinions and they have, things they like and things they don't like. And sometimes I try to get into this, like talking to them like adult thing, which is, I think is good. And I do recommend, but also they're like, that's stupid. And I'm not doing that. <laughs> so so it, it doesn't totally translate the same way. <laughs> so in particular, I have, um, I have this one, um, subject that's language arts and writing that I've got this curriculum for and I am excited about it <laughs> because I think it's really great because it's got this like DVD that they watch and the teacher is like the I think the way that they're working through the information is is pretty interesting and cool how they're combining all the things and it's not just super dry and bland and also the teacher is like kind of silly and kind of goofy so there's like some jokes my daughter just not, is not a fan. She's not a fan. And so she's just like, so like, as soon as it comes on, it's like, ugh, ugh. it's like all the, like all of the reactions and all the drama. And so I, part of what I've realized for me is I need to just kind of, this is one of the things that I can like let run and I can go do something else. But I feel a little bit like I'm supposed to be involved because I want to make sure she's following it and comprehending it because that was some of the reason I'm doing school one-on-one -on -one school with her is because she does better with one-on-one -on -one, um, just understanding instructions and stuff but she's not wanting that from me so I'm kind of like okay where <laughs> where's the line here of where like I want to like make sure you're able to listen like understand what's happening and and get the information you need and also you don't want me anywhere around <laughs> so <laughs> and also you're annoyed at this teacher and i'm not buying a whole new curriculum so i'm like this is like the state that i'm in currently and it's all fine and it's like it's not a problem it's just like yeah here's my places of growth <laughs> and here's my places of growth and teaching you know teaching concepts in a you know when it's not somebody who's coming to me to learn the concepts so like how do i do this covertly <laughs> that's kind of where i'm at right now i think that that basically is what every teacher is trying to figure out all year long that's the teachers. <laughs> that is like what teaching is <laughs> i know i know and this is why it is so hard to actually get like it's so much of the day is just spent. How do we actually <laughs> get this to move along in the direction? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you're not, no one likes 100% of the people who teach them things, right? I know. So I know. If you're in school and you have eight teachers, you probably like, well, it depends on which daughter of mine you are. But 
<laughs> like two thirds. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's always mm -hmm. that one third that you just don't jive with. Right. So, and you have, I mean, that's like an important skill also to learn how to not jive with somebody. Right. And still move forward in life. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so I have like all the different things that kind of go through my head. Cause I'm like, on one hand, like I'm not all of, I'm really don't think it works to just be like force and like fear-based and like do this or else, or like, I don't know. So, but on the other hand, there has to be like some, some firmness and some structure, right? Like this is what we're doing. You know, just like with dinner time, I'm not just going to make a different meal for every person. This is what we're doing. I'm sorry. This, this is, is what it eating. is. You're not allergic to it. You can, you know, you're not going to starve. Like, right, right. <laughs> you're allowed to have your feelings. We're still doing it. But I did, um, I did actually find out after having, I, I tried to have some more conversation with her, which was um, good. And I, I did, I did need to do that. I needed to find out more like, okay, well, like what exactly is it that's, bothering you or upsetting you like can we can we figure out if it's something we can do something about or just something that we have to learn how to deal with I'm not sure so then I got some more I thought it was like it was about the, the teacher is like annoying and I feel like a first grader she's, she's a sixth grader so she's like it's not to my level but it's just the way that it's been um it's it's a it's, it's true that she already knows a lot of the stuff. Like a lot of it is review right now because of the way that this program is starting the, the information. Like very soon, it's going to be moving into new information, which is a lot of the beginning of the school year anyway. Well, is that review. is the beginning of the school year is, is review. Yeah. Right? And, you and also review is important. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's all like I totally understand her feelings and I all totally understand all of it. But what I found out was um, I wasn't giving them enough breaks and that's cause I was kind of trying to fit into a certain window. Cause I'm of this idea. I was homeschooled for four years and I was like, get it done, get it done. Like give me the rest of the day. So right. that's kind of right. how I've been structuring it for them. Like, let's just do it and then go do whatever you want. And I think I need to give them more breaks and I think I need to have it more incentivized. Like, um, we hadn't done any art stuff yet. And she is my artist. And so she's like, we don't, it's not even, we don't even have any, like, if I knew that I had an art class that I could do afterwards, and I was like, aha, <laughs> nothing <laughs> I can do. <laughs> so we found an online art class. And now that's, I think that's going to be good motivation, at least for a little while. <laughs> yeah, that's for now, for this, for this period of time. <laughs> for, this, for the next two weeks, this will probably right. be good. <laughs> and then we'll have to rethink everything and try <laughs> something new. Always the way it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, sounds like a typical start to a school year. Yep. Yes, it definitely is. And I'm like, I feel so like I'm I'm so new to this, right? This is my first year homeschooling. So I kind of feel like a baby giraffe with like really wobbly legs. And I'm like, we're just gonna try walking and see what happens and so. I mean, I think it's important to remember there's learning in everything, right? So mm -hmm. there's learning and growth in the experience above and beyond the curriculum, right? right. Like that, I actually don't really feel like I send my kids to school for curriculum. I send them to school for all the other experiences that are going to really, really help them out in the rest right. of their life because frankly, they probably don't need to know a lot of the data that they're, the like information that they're learning is not going to, I mean- okay. 
uh, like it's it's good to know state capitals, I guess, but I've never in my life needed to know a state capital <laughs> to survive an experience, right? So like, I totally I mean, get it. like knowledge for knowledge's sake, that's a positive, but the uh-huh. experience of being there and like how you learn it and all of that is, is more valuable than I think sometimes the actual, I guess it depends, but the actual stuff that you're learning. Right. Which is why I don't, I don't, there's a certain part of it where I'm like, if we don't get to some information, we don't get to some information. And I'm not going to let that be like a thing that makes me like, it's so easy to slip into perfectionism in anything. And so if you were to slip into perfectionism in this area, be like, I got to make sure I did all the things where I taught you all the things. And then like, we're all miserable and like hating the experience because there's this forcing about it all. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kids might need to know state capitals one day when they're navigating the world alone. (laughs) Um, So somebody is asking, how do you teach three different grade levels at one time? That's a great question. This is actually one of the reasons why I didn't want to homeschool before, Um, especially when we had like when COVID first happened and everybody came home and we had to do everything from home. It was terrible. (laughs) Like it was the worst. I hated it. But this is not at all the same. This is totally different. So my, um, my oldest two are really close in age. So they're fifth and sixth. And then I have a first grader. So in a lot of ways, my first grader is just along for the ride. And I'm doing a curriculum. Well, I'm doing, I'm kind of doing a couple different things. So one of the curriculums that I'm doing combines a lot of the subject matter and it's subject matter that you do as a family. So I'm essentially teaching all of them at the same time, geography and science. And um, there was like two, like a reading and like a couple other subjects that it, it groups it all together. So it makes the subjects, which is really cool to me because it, it makes them like connect in ways that I feel like I didn't have the connection in school. Like how does this piece of study have anything to do with this piece of study. So this particular curriculum kind of combines it. So we're doing like, it's like a traveling around the world type of like cultures and parts of the world. And it's really interesting. Um, So that part, we just all do together. The math we do separate, except my oldest two are actually doing the same math right now because Saxon math has, it like combines them. It's like six and five is, Saxon math is weird. I don't, (laughs) but it's combines like, certain levels of fifth graders and certain levels of sixth graders. So actually right now they're doing the same thing. So it's kind of like more like I'm doing two different subjects for that. And then language arts is the same. Um, That's the one that I was just talking about where there's my fifth and sixth grader eventually basically just watching a video and then doing the work from there. And then I work with my son separately, my youngest. So it's, it's not, I feel like I don't give a whole lot of really focused attention to my first grader because he's kind of just being a part of the others. And I actually think that's probably great for him because he doesn't, he can't be doing hours and hours of stuff anyway. So then he gets to go when he's not part of it or they're doing something else. I got some cool like STEM toys that he plays with and it's actually been really cool. And I'm, I'm only doing like, I'm only doing a few hours a day. So it's yeah, been I mean, like, cool. I think is generally recognized as the amount of time that a child can actually learn every mm-hmm. day. The rest mm-hmm. of it is other stuff, but right. my kids were, um, 
when my kids were younger, they were in, in elementary school, they were in a progressive elementary school that was multi-age classrooms. And so they were doing a two-year rotating curriculum and mm -hmm. it totally works fine to have kids. I mean, that's also Montessori does like mm -hmm. three years together, maybe, or something like that. I mean, multi-age classrooms also, there's a lot of models of multi-age classrooms that work really well. Turns out yeah. that a lot of stuff is not linear that we learn. It's not, it's not, you don't have to know X before Y. Math is a little bit of an exception, but you can get away with it when they're younger and teaching uh -huh. it in a different order. Right. Yeah. And that, that was a, a really interesting thing to me to just realize when I first started talking with somebody about homeschooling, they were like, okay, so if you think of it more in terms of before they go to high school, like right. this is the information right. that's covered. So if you get, if you don't get to American history this year, but you do it next year, like it's all in this time period. And there's just like all this pressure lifted. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It does not have to be in these like small little, like let's get this month exactly this thing learned so that we make sure that exactly this thing by the end of the year. It's really fascinating. That's actually what first made me think that this sounded cool. Because <laughs> before that, I... <laughs> Before that, I, I saw it in my mind as, as school, right? In all these different classes, all blocked and different in three different types. I was like, that's impossible. <laughs> right, right, right. No, it makes total sense. But it doesn't make sense if you came up through our, which we all did, through like regular education, right? Mm -hmm. Where everything was very segmented and linear and you had to do this before this. You had to do like earth science before you did biology. But truly, you could do them in any order. It doesn't really matter. Right. It's just like your state says it matters because <laughs> you know, states do do science in high school in different orders. I was explaining that to my daughter the other day. Like you don't need biology before chemistry. You could totally flip flop it and it would be fine. Mm -hmm. So she's in her first year of high school. So she has classes with older kids and you know, yeah. So, yeah. First year of high school. That's big. It does. Yeah, it is big, but it doesn't feel that big. I, I, maybe it should feel bigger than it does. But. It's always one of those things where it sounds big. And then like when you're actually in it and it's just, of course, we're here. <laughs> well, the thing is also she misses the cutoff in New York State. The cutoff for like starting school is December 1st, which, by the way, makes absolutely no sense. It should either be the first day of school or the first day of the year, not some random day in between that. So... <laughs> In case you're wondering, it's December 1st. So Anastasia's birthday is December 12th. So she misses, she missed starting school by 11 days. So she is one of the oldest kids in her grade and she's very mature. So the fact that she hasn't been in high school already is kind of weird to me. Weirder than that. She's just, you know, that this right. is like, it's like, it just, she feels like she's a high school. She's felt like a high schooler for the past two years. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see January 1st in Hawaii. And then somebody else is saying ours is September 15th. Those are dates that make sense for cutoffs, yeah. right? December 1st makes no sense. <laughs> it is an odd day. <laughs> ours, um, when my, so my daughter and my son, my oldest ones are 16 and a half months apart. And my, my son, my middle child, just like by a day made it into like their cutoff for kindergarten when he started. And now they've moved it. 
but it would have been really weird to have him a year different from Ella because they're just right back to back. So I'm really glad that I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things like, yeah, one of those weird odd. So, but she is, she seems very, she's always seems older than her age mm-hmm. and, and older than her grade level, especially. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm so happy. She's in high school now. Like, I'm just thrilled. I think this is a good, you can like, she, there's a lot more choice. There's a lot mm-hmm. more kids. There's a lot more, you know, it, I'm very excited for high school. So although she told me not to put too high expectations on it because she might not like it. I was like, it's like I'm saying, I'm so excited that you're going to high school. <laughs> don't get too excited because if I don't like it, I'm going to feel bad. Like I disappointed you. I'm like, oh no, no, don't worry about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so great that she's saying things like that to you too, though. I love oh yeah. That. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> advocating going on in this house. <laughs> <laughs> you are raising such good self-advocates. <laughs> Yep. We got a lot of feelings that we talk about. (laughs) This is, this is something, this is honestly, I'm like, I'm so, it's so, it's so easy for me to do with other fellow adults who aren't in my family. And when it comes to me with my children and I'm like, I'll get it to the end of the day. And I'm like, what in the world, Allison? <laughs> like, that's not how you want to handle this. <laughs> you do kind of lose all of your training and stuff when you have to apply it to your just, own life. Like, where like, is it? I don't. <laughs> it's so hard when they're yours. <laughs> I know. It's so hard to not just be like you're just being like you've just got all these thoughts and you're just doing this to like spite me and. <laughs> just automatically like planting all the thoughts inside their heads. Like, I'm like, I would never talk to other people this way. So this is, I knew this was my own personal learning experience. And it is. <laughs> and it is. And and we're doing it. <laughs> How's everyone else's schooling going? If you have kids and you're listening to this, Juliana says so far this year, we, it's going really well because you got Gabs into a, an art class, which is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Love that. Art classes are so great. Yeah. That, that was my, that was my, my, my former life was art. <laughs> I did graphic design and photography and art was like, like everything I loved all through school too. So it is really cool to have a daughter who's like, this is how her Enjoy. brain works too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Anastasia's in the advanced art track, which means she has more flexibility with her art scheduling. So she's taking ceramics this year, which is really ceramics. fun. I hope Did I you get... ever do any of those? No, I was told that I wasn't artistic when I was like five. No! <laughs> Have you ever tried any of it? Well, since, yes. I mean, as an adult, I was told that actually everyone's artistic and mm-hmm. <laughs> you might not be able to draw, but you know, you're not, not artistic. So I have nothing you know, to do with it at all. Yeah. Right. Well, not what I was told, Allison. Hmm. So I'm sorry. So I never took any art classes or anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, now I enjoy, you know, being creative. Yeah. That's so interesting and unfortunate. Because I think a lot of people are taught that. A lot of people are told that. And drawing is actually like one like the most difficult thing. It's like such a fundamental, like 
to do all the other things, it's like the baseline and it's not something everybody, like I used to have people say, I can't even draw a straight line or I can't even draw a circle. I'm like, Hey, do you know how hard it is to draw a straight line in a circle? <laughs> Actually, like nobody can really do that. It's like, that doesn't have anything to do with anything at all. <laughs> My circles are pretty lumpy when I draw them. <laughs> and they and don't mean nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. I also can't sew in a straight line. I thought like, you know, when I took up sewing, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great because I can sew in a straight line now. No, I can't. I don't know. How do you sew in a straight line on a machine? Like my lines are wonky all the time. I can't sew. <laughs> <laughs> now my daughter sews. I've had her in sewing classes and she really likes it. And I'm like, you're so much more domestic than me. It's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so we have a Facebook user here who says, I wish my daughter was able to express her feelings. It's a struggle for her. She's a junior in high school. It's really hard when you're a teenager. I think for most teenagers, it's there's a lot of frustration. Do you have any advice, Allison? Yeah. Well, I'm curious. I'm curious as to how much openness there is, like what your relationship with your daughter is like. Because I, I know that feelings can be super hard to express, but they are especially hard if um, there's any fear of like, how is this going to be received? Um, I think I didn't express a lot of feelings when I was younger because I was always worried about how it affects someone else's feelings. So like, I was always like, you know, is my mom going to be upset? Or, and, and it wasn't even like conscious like that. I think I just... Um, kind of got in my mind that I'm supposed to feel a certain way. And so I didn't learn a lot of the awareness that has to be learned. Awareness is a skill too. Like it could be that if someone's not expressing their feelings, they're just not totally sure how to even find out what they're feeling. It's kind of a skill you have to develop. Right. Because feelings are very confusing. Mm -hmm. They can be. Yeah. Um, so... She shuts down when she gets upset and I remind her in the moment that I am here when she is ready. I think that that's like the best thing that you can possibly do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think some people, you know, everybody just processes things differently. And sometimes you just have to know that like, if you're, however you're processing whatever is happening in your body, that's okay. That's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with shutting down. There's nothing wrong with, you know, whatever your body is automatically doing. Um, and also like you're, you're safe with like you telling her that you're ready whenever she's ready or you're there whenever she's ready is, is you creating a place of safety between you two. So if she feels like, okay, I'm not, nothing's wrong about what I'm doing. It's okay. And also there's, you know, a safe space here for me to kind of like figure out what this even is, then there, that's really the kind of place that you want to, um, to keep reinforcing. It's, it's, is it, is this the one she started being able to speak about it before she calms down? Yeah. Step back yeah. and let her feel her feelings. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's like, so, I mean, I talk to, to clients all the time where they're like, I don't know what I'm feeling, right? And and sometimes you don't know how to actually put a word around it. I think sometimes 
sometimes language is awesome and sometimes it hinders us because it, it can be like, I'm supposed to define something that I'm feeling physically and I don't even know how to do that. So sometimes it's, I like to just be like, what is, what does your body feel like? You know, what is it doing right now? Does it feel like there's something heavy on it? Is there pressure anywhere? Um, starting to learn an awareness of um, how it's physically affecting you can be insightful. Um, and also the other thing is that a lot of us believe from very early on that having negative feelings is wrong or is bad, or like I have to fix it or make it go away. And just, just making negative feelings a, a very normal thing is super helpful. Like all of life, we have 50% wonderful things, feelings, good, positive, we ha happy, we love it. And 50% of just total garbage trash heap and we hate it. And that's not, doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. It doesn't mean there's anything bad. It just means that there are negative feelings and they're all here and they're all loud. And I think being really open about that kind of stuff makes it much easier to kind of learn how to figure out what am I feeling and what's going on. I think it's good. Okay. So she has started being able to speak about it after she comes down. I just have to step back and let her feel her feelings until she is able to talk about it. It's mm -hmm. all that you can do. That's awesome that you can step back. That's really hard for me to step back. My other one, my younger one, she, like she gets very emotional and she needs a lot of space to process that emotion. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let's process it right now. Let's just do this let's get it over with. And that's the worst reaction. And I've really had to work hard to step back because that's what she needs is that space. So that's awesome that you can step back really. Yeah. And we've talked before. Um, you, you said a story one time about a teacher who um, when a little kid was upset, like really, really upset. And she just went and just held him and hugged him. Mm -hmm. I have started to look for this in my own life with my kids. Like where, when am I like seeing this and like wanting them to express it so I can understand it and fix it. <laughs> and what I really need to do is just hug them. This has been a very frequent thing actually. So if, if you're saying all she can do when she gets upset is nod her head for yes or no, you know, Maybe no information needs to be figured out at all. Just the information that she's upset and you're there for her is the only thing that needs to be communicated. Like we, we really, especially as moms, we really want to fix. Right. And this is a good question. Do you want me to listen or do you want me to solve? Right. And right. like 99% of the time, the answer is I just want you to listen. Yeah. Don't try and solve anything at all because then you're making me feel like I'm making a bad choice or you are like, I yeah. just need you to listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly our presence, our presence without trying to fix becomes a much safer presence, which is yeah. so hard <laughs> because we don't want them to have negative feelings either. We want to make it go away. We, we, we make this world. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like comes from us. We're like, we have this whole idea of like the negative is bad. Also, I don't want my, my kids to feel these things. And so we just want to make it go away. And well, I mean, no, moms, like moms, this is our role, right? To fix things for your child. It's our role. It's not your role at all. That's <laughs> what we think our role is. I think our role is actually to enable or empower our children to fix things for themselves. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But it's not the natural like tendency at all. No, it's quite challenging. (laughs) (laughs) In this process myself. (laughs) Yeah, it's really hard. And I think our other role is to take their our kids' phones away. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that we have to do as moms today. Empower your kids to solve their own problems and restrict their phone usage. Like, in my mind, two most important things. <laughs> um, can we pop back to the sewing cut for a second? Because- yeah. Okay. I love this person. I don't know what your name is. It just says Facebook user. Not to be obnoxious, but are you putting your presser foot down on your sewing machine? It's hard to get a good straight line if you are freestyle sewing. Yes. Actually, with the presser foot down, I cannot sew a straight line. (laughs) I don't think I can either. It's very hard. And if it's not hard for you, you you are a natural born sewer. But like I do, I push it through like the machine and it's like, it's a diagonal. I mean, (laughs) it is not straight. Juliana said to use a, like one of those fabric eraser marker or whatever fabric disappearing mark. You know what I mean? Those like pens that you can wash away. Yeah. And so a straight line on that, but it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I just have so like no desire to sew, <laughs> like none. <laughs> yeah, my desire to cook is only slightly better. <laughs> so, so <laughs> you don't have to sew if you don't want to, Allison. <laughs> I'm not going to sew, but I do. I I do um really need to figure out how to use the sewing machine that my daughter was given <laughs> so that she can sew. Well, this is good. Get her some like online lessons and she can teach herself and then she can teach you. Well, she, she was taking lessons in person, but it's like, she has a machine here too, but it's, you know how all the machines are different. I go to look at it and then my mind just goes, <laughs> what is this? I don't know what, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> But that's I know how to fix that. <laughs> it's just, it just hasn't been a high priority for me. Well, and there's the other thing is prioritizing those type of things. Like you have the skills, but do you want to actually devote the time to it? Right, right. Did you take home ec when you were growing up and have to sew something? I sewed a an apple pillow with a worm coming out of it. <laughs> I don't remember what I sewed. I know I sewed a pillow. I think I had to sew a pillow. I don't know if I sewed anything else. I I remember just so much hating it. <laughs> <laughs> like give me give me materials of art and I am great. Give me sewing. Oh my gosh, wait, somebody wants to open a sewing school. Do it. Oh, how fun is that? I secretly helped others pass home. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Where were you when I was doing my apple? (laughs) Oh, I weren't you in my class. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. So moral of the story is you don't have to, you can follow the things that feel like you want to do them and your desires. You do not have to just force yourself yeah absolutely 
Um, I kind of want to start sewing now. <laughs> Again, I did like I, I went through a phase of sewing and then I kind of took a decade long hiatus, but <laughs> do it. How fun. Maybe, I, maybe there's something I can start. Actually, Juliana inspired me with her hexagon pillows or her pillows with hexagon. Juliana, you know what I'm talking about. She posted a picture of pillows that had like these really cool hexagon designs. I was like, oh, that's, I could make those for my couch. So <laughs> see, I think of stuff like that and I'm like, oh, I know what on-demand printer to go to. I'm going to go design myself some pillows and have them printed. <laughs> can you do that? Yeah. I have oh. done it. <laughs> <laughs> I would amazing. so much rather do that. <laughs> Wait, so they like, will they quilt a pillow design for you? So it's, I think it's printed. I think it's printed, not quilted. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hexy patches. Yes. I knew that there was a name for them. Yeah. I, I know I can do it. I just, it's a matter of, I should just do it. I have like, yeah. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> new new things for Jess to do. <laughs> yes, because I have nothing. I have like a lot of downtime. Time. I have a lot of time where I'm like, gee, I just wish I had a hobby that I could this time with. So. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, Wait, every who is the person who wants to open a sewing school? I can't see your name. I want you to open a sewing school so I can be your student. Does that encourage you to go do it? Can what, you how can I help you? <laughs> oh, so fun. Yeah, that's great. That's what will help you start your business. Um, okay, hold on. And then Keely said, I sewed a pair of shorts, but stitched the pocket shut. <laughs> sounds like something I would do. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like a practical joke, actually. Right. <laughs> you just have to say you did it intentionally. Ha ha. <laughs> Put your hands yeah. in the pockets. <laughs> I have, I have pants from the store like that, that are constantly like, oh my gosh, there's no pocket there. It's just pretend. The fake pocket. I don't like the fake pocket. I, I need like a pocket, people. Yes. Yes. Only pockets, pockets. Are the best. pockets in dresses, pockets in leggings. Come on. Why do men get pockets and women do not get pockets? This is so wrong. <laughs> we need pockets everywhere. Every human needs a pocket. <laughs> you do you know? I feel I feel like this is a common thing. Any girl who has like a sundress and with pockets in it, that's the first thing you're gonna tell somebody. Look I know this and I so have pockets. <laughs> yeah, because there's been this like sexist clothing thing where only men get pockets, and when women finally get pockets, you tell the world because it's so revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Oh, I want so, pocket equality for everyone. <laughs> pocket equality for everyone. <laughs> the name of our show today. <laughs> our show today. Well, we covered a lot of good stuff. Though. We did cover a lot. We talked about fertilized chicken eggs. <laughs> the truth behind. Oh, Allison, here is a great documentary. If you want to learn more about the chicken industry, which maybe you don't, and I respect that, but if you do, there's a documentary on net on no, it's on YouTube. Um, cause YouTube has documentaries that are, they like produce it's called Holy Chicken. And it actually goes into like, it talks more, I mean, it talks about the, you know, how chickens are raised, but it really talks about like the farmers in, 
it, like within the system. And it's very fascinating how poorly Ooh. they are treated. Fascinating. Wow. And disturbing. Um, but it's also comic. It's like the, the documentary has a comical twist to it. So it's really. Oh, cool. Yeah. I want to watch that. Yeah. All right. Oh, somebody says they love our weekly conversations. Thank you. Thank you. We love having you as a listener. <laughs> it's so fun wait, to just feel the Wait, show. we need a name for today's show. So we covered a lot of topics. Yeah, I don't know how to combine chickens. <laughs> we need your guys, we need your guys' brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> so last week I um I forget what our name was, but I, I sent the name to my virtual assistant who uploads all of our stuff. And she wrote back and said, um, okay, with a little like laughy face. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's it. Chicken hot pockets. Chicken hot pockets. Yes. We're done. <laughs> We're at the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Homeschooling chicken hot pockets. <laughs> well, so I don't know how to combine all these. So much so laid out out. today. <laughs> you guys are great. I you love guys it. are amazing. We should run a contest every week for the best title and we should give the winner something. What would it be? That's such a good idea. <laughs> you know, Allison, the brilliant ideas never stop flowing out of this they mouth. Just never do. <laughs> I just come here to listen to your ideas, honestly. <laughs> What random thing is Jess going to talk about now? Oh, so I said to Allison right before our show, I was like, chicken sex is the topic today. She's like, okay. <laughs> we didn't really talk about it that much, but it's kind of, it's kind of a lot anyway. It's a, it's a big topic. Big topic. <laughs> well, I think we're going with chicken hot pockets though. That's, that's the I brilliant like win today. Good deal. We'll Homeschooling chicken about. hot pockets. <laughs> We'll have to think about what we can give. Yeah. Well, okay. You guys in the comments, what would you like? What would you like if you win, if you win the title contest, the subtitle contest of the show every day, what would be a good prize? Yeah. Let us know. We'll see if we can yes, accommodate. Yes. The only thing is I don't know who you are because <laughs> it only says <laughs> Facebook user, but yes, you can be grandfathered in. <laughs> A pair oh, of earrings that I'm wearing today. Those are so cute. I love it. And Keely, your order has been on her desk ready to ship for <laughs> like a whole week. And I gently said, if you run a business where you are shipping products, you need to have a schedule and a like a routine and a strategy for actually shipping them. <laughs> so us <laughs> <tell us> a pillow. <laughs> So are you a pillow? Okay, that probably is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but Keely, they came out great. So just, you know, they're coming. <laughs> keep okay. keep your suggestions and we'll we'll check back in the comments. Yeah, it could be something um, different every day, yeah. every week. Yeah. All right. Cool. We can start giving our clutter away as prizes. <laughs> It's a new strategy of decluttering. <laughs> Discount on coaching sessions. We could do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Art project kit. Yeah. All right. Cool. Like All right. It. Allison, you're amazing. Have an amazing, amazing with your amazing children. And you as well. 
And, as and everyone who's watching us, you're amazing. Have an amazing weekend. Yes. We love <laughs> you all. Our clutter. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I will discard your clutter for you. <laughs> um, there's a way to show your name. There's like something you have to click on. I actually never see this on Facebook. So somebody will tell you how to do it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I really yeah. do have to go. And I know Allison yes. has to go. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye, you lovely people. Bye, everyone. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.